Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning everyone and welcome to Think Future. My name's Chris Kalabukas and once again we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation, startups, the future. Not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. If you're watching on YouTube, smack that subscribe button and hit that bell so you can be notified when a new show comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast service, please subscribe and please drop a note on Apple Podcasts. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. So my company name was called Hello Future. And I recently pivoted and changed the name of my company to ID8 Plus Execute or ID8 and Execute. And the reason why I did this was twofold. First of all, I wanted to focus more on the specific tasks that I was helping companies with. I was helping them with ideation and execution, coming up with new innovative product ideas and executing those new innovative product ideas, right? The previous company name, Hello Future, had a great, I mean, I love that name. I think that's a great name because it's welcoming the future. And that's pretty much what I do is I try to welcome the future. But the thing is that for a lot of people, that's not a practical thing. Especially in these hard times, we need practicality. We need exactitude. We need things to match up. So this is one of the reasons why I changed the name to ideate and execute because there's ideation and execution. And part of ideation is looking into the future, trying to decide what's next, what your customer is looking for, basically product innovation. What kinds of products and services is your customer looking for to help improve their lives? And a lot of times, one of the reasons why startups don't aren't successful because there's a disconnect between what the startup is providing and what the market wants. Product market fit, everyone's heard of this. And that's one of the reasons why we create MVPs or we encourage companies and startups to use the NVP method or the minimum viable product to get a product out the door. And I've talked about this before when I talked about the pop socket story where the guy who invented pop sockets, he originally had two pop sockets on the back of the phone and he was using it to tie his earbud cords. Now everyone has headphones with no ear with no cables. So what was going to happen? Well, he gave it out to a bunch of his friends and they, instead of using it as something to tie their ear pods on or their earphones on, they used it as a stand and for as a handle. And he pivoted and turned it into a stand and handle. And now it is the unbelievable success that it is today. You've seen pop sockets. They're everywhere and they're not cheap. But I digress. So you see, he had an original idea, which he thought people would love. But only when it hit the market and the market said, no, we'd like to use this for something else, did it become a raving success. And that's what happened with Twitter too. Twitter was just a service that allowed podcasters to tell their listeners that, hey, there's a new show. 
here's a new show and now it's turned into the the biggest real-time news reporting media organization in the world if something's breaking if something's news where is it it's on Twitter so Twitter pivoted to meet the demands of the market product innovation what do people want now here's one of the things I had a I've been talking about it for a really really long time because I'm sick and tired of all of the sales messages that I get from the internet I mean you probably are too you probably get tons of spam you probably get phone calls you probably get all sorts of sales messages telling you buy 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 and some of them are accurate some of them are very very accurate they'll say oh this guy was interested in going to Italy let's let's slip him an ad on flying to Italy and it's it might be so compelling that you'll click on it and go yes this is great but sometimes the targeting is terrible and they'll send you something that you're not interested in in fact most of the time that's what it is don't they say that 90% of email traffic on the internet is spam basically people sending out sales messages going bye 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 and people just ignoring it so I have an issue with this sort of thing because it seems to me as an engineer inefficient right because we have people who want things and people who sell things and we have the people who want things and the people who sell things and the people who sell things are constantly screaming out buy this buy this buy this and the people who want things are going shut up I will tell you when I want something they're just getting inundated with sales messages this is mostly internet sales messages so when I talk to people about this I said what we need is a demand engine we already have a supply engine there's so much supply out there there's people selling many versions of the exact same thing all clamoring for your attention pick me pick me pick me pick me we've realized you have a problem and we can solve it so pick me of all the solutions that are out there that is what most of the internet is most of the messages you see on the internet are sales messages but what about the poor consumer the poor consumer who just wants a specific thing when they want it right so basically what's happening now is the poor consumer doesn't have a lot of desires all the time but then they have a, a desire at a certain moment where they really want something where they really want to make a purchase and I thought wouldn't it be great if we had some kind of a system that would be able to take the consumers request at the moment they want it and then ask for sales messages at that moment for that delivery in the right place at the right time at the right price yada 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 a pure matching of supply and demand I mean isn't that what databases do isn't that what AIs can do they can do matching unbelievably well but then what happened I suggested this to a bunch of people and they said to me what are you talking about what are you talking about Chris consumers don't know what they want and then I realized it's the same thing Henry Ford said it's the same thing Steve Jobs said consumers don't really know what we what they want we want them to be told we want we they need to be told what they want they need to we need to synthesize something for them and give it to them and the reality is actually somewhere in between
there's things that the consumer wants and there's things that the seller wants. The seller wants to sell as many of their products as possible, but they also should only be selling products to people who want them, right? So you think that there'd be some way we could figure that out. But if people don't generally know what they want, then how do we figure that out? And the only way is to get it out there, is to create that product. And this is why we create MVPs. Create the minimum viable product, even something that looks embarrassing, but at least it solves the problem for the consumer. It solves the problem for the consumer and then get it out into their hands. Have them try it and test it and decide, will I pay for this? Is this worth my time to pay for this? And that is the essence of product innovation creating new products, new services that people will want. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future.